Live from New York. It's a show that is wishing Travis Kelsey, or you know who I, what I like to call him, Mr. Doritos. <laughs> first things first. Today. Wishing him a happy birthday? Yes. Yeah, you birthday. forgot that It is his birthday. That's just right. right. a joke. Birthday. You forgot to say happy oh, birthday. Oh, shoot. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. 34 Travis. years old. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sponsors Doritos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing and, Doritos. and everything else, it seems. <laughs> uh, today, is Brock Purdy the real MVP or not in the conversation at all? Meanwhile, Ooh. the outlandish compliment that Darvin Ham gave LeBron that spells bad news for the Lakers. Mm, wow, what a tease. And wow. finally, the most motivating tease. segment in all of sports, it's the Bud List alongside Uh-oh. Chris Wright. I'm Chris God, this is what happens when you start the day off by yelling at me in the morning. I was bad you sports gods coming at he, he you. I wasn't mad. mad. Both of y'all kind of went at it. He was I wanted to do must-win today, and we're not doing Mixed it. killing segments <laughs> and, and wild and taking it Anyone on the bubble bud list? It was a honestly, there were several candidates. But hey, I had a strong seven <laughs> that could have been on the bucket. Okay. And I had to narrow it to three, of course. We start with the ballot of Brock Purdy. <laughs> okay. In games he started started and finished. LeVar Ball. Never lost. Never lost. Eleven and a fact. Last week he completed ninety-five percent of his passes. Now leads the league in passer rating. <sighs> he has not thrown an interception. But is he a system QB? Hmm. Here's Kyle Shanahan. Yes, yeah, pretty ridiculous. They just got to watch the tape. I mean, he plays at a high level every time he's been out there. Um, and he's done it in a lot of different situations um, versus a lot of different defenses. Um, on the road, at home, in playoff games, when injured. Uh, he, he does. You can't do all that stuff. He's, he's been out there too long. He's, it's on tape. Okay. I'm going to go. lose my mind. <laughs> Why? Go ahead. Just That's go the ahead. coach of the team. I understand. And, and a great offensive mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. What's the question, Wiles? You agree or disagree with Kyle Shanahan? I disagree with him. Um, you guys remember the Broncos, like, late 90s, early 2000s, how you, it was, whether it was Mike Anderson or Orlandis, Gary, whomever it was. Give them the ball. They had a running back. They had a system. Stink was a part of it. The zone-blocking scheme mm-hmm. that was plug-and-play. And oddly enough, you know who coached that team, right? Yeah. Mike Kyle's dad, Mike. He made a system that made any running back look great. And now Kyle, as the league has evolved, and it's become more of a passing league, has taken that torch from his father and made a system that can make almost any quarterback Look pretty damn good. And I feel like, Brew, I'm going to lose my mind. Because if I had told you a year ago, when we would fight tooth and nail about Jimmy Garoppolo, Mm -hmm. like, all right, guys, here's the scenario. Jimmy's going to have statistically the very best year of his career, which is what last year was. His best touchdown-interception ratio. For Jimmy G. His best touchdown-interception ratio, his best passer rating. And then he's going to go to a team led by an offensive coach with one of the best receivers in football and immediately have the worst year of his career. He's missed a game and leads the league in interceptions. He has a worse passer rating right now than, uh, than Justin Fields. And in his stead, we are going to take literally the last player picked in the draft, mm-hmm. and he's going to have Jimmy G-esque numbers even better. If, if that scenario were to happen, guys, when we were arguing about Jimmy G, and I'd be like, hey, if that happens, will you guys agree? It's the system. It's the stars. It's the players. Well, certainly a little certainly. bit of the system. And instead, that scenario has happened, and people are like, oh, Brock Birdie, he's a star. He's Orlandis Gary. He's Mike Anderson. He's not was Terrell Davis. Terrell, I was going to say, he's not Terrell, Terrell Davis. No, that. no, no. Terrell's a great player but in he that was system. In that, right. right. Okay. When, you are, when you are a great player in that system, you win league MVP as the running back. You run for 2,000 yards. Your team wins Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. When you are just a guy in that system, you look really good. And so I, I, I'm, I'm just going to go crazy. Of course he's a system quarterback. Of course he is. The, the honest answer, and I know y'all expect me to get up here and throw out the histrionics and Iowa Mafia. Yeah. And all. Well, that's what you're known the for The honest days. answer is it remains to be seen. Okay. I mean, real talk. Like, we haven't seen him outside of this system. We wouldn't have thought, Nick, because you, you brought up your scenario, and that's legit. 
But if you had said, oh, he's going to put Brock Purdy in there, you probably would have thought, oh, yeah, no, he's not going to be able to do it. He's Mr. Irrelevant, okay? And people used to say this, you know this, about Tom Brady, first three Super Bowls, system guy. System guy. Then he got Randy Moss, like a really legitimate great receiver, and you saw him starting to put up these great numbers. He said, oh, no, he's great in his own right. I think the fair critique is we don't know yet. But I will say this. We have seen this system fail with other quarterbacks. Oh, not with no. And you can talent. bring, hold on, not Nick, with, what, this guy was Mr. Irrelevant. Here we go. Nick yeah. Mullen, let me, let me finish. Yeah, I know, but- Nick Mullen, C.J. Beathard, Brian Hoyer. And to some degree, Trey Lance, who completed 55%, not even 55% of his. Hold on, hold on. Because they had George Kittle. They had Kyle Juszczyk, a seven-time Pro Bowler. They had uh, Raheem Mostert, who is looking great in Miami and actually looked good with the Niners when he helped them get to the Super Bowl. They didn't have Christian McCaffrey, but you know who did? Carolina, when they went one and six. Not in this system. When they went one, hold on, but my point is this. We've seen the Kyle Shanahan system not work. We've seen Christian McCaffrey not really have an impact on the team. Because last year, Carolina, one and five with him, six and five without him. Better without him. We've seen Debo, we've seen him without Brock Purdy last year, Mm -hmm. five starts. Debo Samuel was out for three of them. Still, they won and he played well. My point is this. We've seen the systems and we've seen these stars not make a huge impact on games. But then you put him with Brock Purdy and now all of a sudden things are – I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but I am saying – I don't have a graphic for this. But with – before Purdy last year, they were averaging 23.5 points a game, the offense. Not with McCaffrey, but with Debo, with Ayuk, with Kittle, et cetera. Once they got – once Purdy's been in there – they averaged 32.6 points a game in his starts. Yes, they've been right? unbelievable. So he, I mean, whether you, I, I'm not going to sit here and say you can put him on any team and he's going to put him on his back and carry him. I'm not ready to say that, but I am ready to say he has made okay. this team better so, and the numbers bear so it out. This is, and this is where I do sure. get a, a touch frustrated because I feel like I, Wilds, am being painted as someone, either a hater or someone that does not want to give Brock Purdy his credit. While what I actually want is for everyone to receive the credit they deserve. We could. I did a 49ers credit pie. Oh, Can I show it to yeah, you? Let's see it. For Great the advice. Niners looking like the best team in football, I'll give 35% off the top to the defense. Sure. I don't, we don't have to go individual player by player. The defense is awesome. Can, actually, statistically, it hasn't been quite as good this year, but I think that defense is awesome. I'm giving 30% to the head coach. I think he is that valuable on a game-in, game-out basis. I am going to give 15% to a guy who some people think could be the league MVP in Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to give 10% to the other stud skill position guys, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. I'm going to give 5% to the best left tackle in football and the rest of the offensive line, and I'm going to give 5% to Brock Purdy. Is that fair? Or do we just need to say, in an age of everything being about the quarterback, that Brock Purdy is the, is the leader of this team? Of course he's not. That Brock Purdy is the biggest reason they're 4-0? Of course he's not. That Brock Purdy is someone other than a guy placed in the most ideal situation for every quarterback in the league? Is there? Let, let me put it so, to you this way. Okay. Is there a single situation, Brew, that if, if, every, if every quarterback was free, and you looked around, and your pick, whatever quarterback you are, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy, like, hey, you can go to any team you want. All going to pay you the same amount of money. Pick the team. Oh, the team that the quarterbacks would want to go to. Yeah. Would every player be like, uh, oh. Well, sure. as far as coaching, I want to go to Andy Reid. The, no, right. Okay, but so but you think the Chiefs and have they don't terrible have receivers. receivers. Right, so that's what I'm saying. The coach and the team no, all come to together. To you would pick the Niners. Everyone well, would pick Niners the Niners. one of the best teams. Well, Say it again. They're one of the yes, best teams, but, but the, Brock Purdy. Don't diss Brock Purdy, though. That's, that's Seriously, you are. You're saying you could stick Kevin Wilds no, in there 20 not, years no, ago, no, no, I'm not. and he would be able to do this. I'm saying you could put Kirk Cousins there, and they're better. 
I am saying well, that. Well, how do we know? I am saying that. That's, that's figment the, of your so imagination. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. You're always like, oh, they'd be better. You put Dak. They yes. switch teams. They'd be better. Yes. The guy's 11-0. Mm-hmm. Last week he completed – he went 20 for 21, mm-hmm. and it was like the most aggressive 20 for – completion percentage over – not over ninety percent. Okay, go ahead. So it's sure. like eight point six air yards per attempt. So what? Just thinking, ducks. Like, what do you want him to do to impress you? He's never lost. He doesn't throw interceptions, and he's aggressive and completes ninety percent. Okay, I, of his passes. I would like to. You know what? All, he I can't would, on the Niners. No, I mean, well, that's not. But that's no, everybody else. That's, that's, good. that's not true. What can that he is do? Not, I would like to see him. A, make high-level, tight-window throws, which at some point he will have to. And you guys yesterday heard Micah Parsons say something that I disagreed with, and you guys were like, but Micah is knows the kind of – knows what he's talking about. Here's Micah Parsons a month ago on what he would like to see from Brock Purdy. I'll read it to you and see if it sounds like what I've been saying. There are still things we want to see from Purdy. Not when Purdy is winning, but when he's down. The adversity aspect of the football game is huge. Learning how to play from behind, learning how to play situational football. I'm not saying he can't do it. It's something we haven't seen yet. Yeah, but is that or is that not I, fair? I want to see Floyd Mayweather pull himself off the canvas right. and fight. The great point. What am I supposed to penalize him okay, because he can't I, knock him no, down? No, but I would I would appreciate that you've used this is you used the Floyd Mayweather argument before sure. with Brock Purdy. Yeah. And one of the things you said was great defense. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Floyd didn't have someone coming in and playing defense for him. That was all boxing is a singular sport. Mm-hmm. And so I But it's the principle of what he's saying. The, he's saying you're punishing Purdy just because I, he guys, hasn't and, and again, I, I think he has been in adverse situations. I don't think stepping into a situation where you're expected to win a Different Super Bowl, as right? but it's still adversity. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, just, and this guy is the best passer in the league in intermediate passes. But do you think, 10 that, to 20 do you yards. think he is? No, well, statistically he is right. in that regard. But that's, I'm saying, I'm, I, I am not sitting, sitting here saying Brock Purdy can put a team on his back like Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar, somebody like that, and carry them to deep playoff success. But I'm saying I'm not sure if that could happen. I don't know why this. Because he – the verdict is out. Looks oh, like, here, here's something. Looks like we're taking a trip to Mahomes Mountain. Sorry, <laughs> we got to move on. I thought it was a mistake. No, it's a trip to Mahomes Mountain. Wow. If Brock Purdy and were to win. And it was also win, a quick push to us. Yeah. <laughs> is he moving up the mountain? I, what does he need to do to move up so the mountain? So it is so – this is what would have been a more appropriate graphic to show with the question of if the Niners win – would have been the tears. Yeah, I, I, the, I agree. Because he couldn't move up. Brock Purdy can imagine. impress me mm-hmm. in a loss. Brock Purdy can be unimpressive in a win. If the Niners are tra- or trailing in the fourth quarter and Brock Purdy is under duress and he goes and drives him down the field, they kick a game-tying field goal, and then Dak gets the ball right back and wins, I will come on here on Monday and say, that was damn That's impressive. That's all you want to say. What do you mean? A late game drive no, to that, lead to a field goal. No, that's I'm, it. No, he I'm, hasn't shown you enough I'm, where something like that on, even would there, make I'm, you go, "Oh my gosh!" I'm trying to. I'm yeah, Brew. I'm trying to give you scenarios where even in a loss, I would be impressed. That there because I'm not a quarterback wins guy. So the as far as whether the Niners win or lose, I don't want to say is not relevant to the discussion, but how he plays against a great defense that I think is going to be able to make him have to throw those tight window throws that have him under duress is going to be how I evaluate him. So, of course, he can move up, but he can move up in a loss, and they could win if Dak has an F game and he has nothing that he, difficult that he has to do and not impress me. That It's a team sport. But and, if, he, if he completes 77% of his passes, throws for two touchdowns, no picks – Against 195 this yards. Against and, this know, Cowboys defense, that, that would be impressed impress by that. Because yes. I'm feeling yes. like from th- the things you said about him, I feel like the only thing, and, and obviously none of us would want this to happen, but only in like if McCaffrey, Kittle, no. and Debo get hurt and Brock has to throw for 360 yards no. and three touchdowns and does it, that's the only way I think you might change your view no, of him. That's not- you might be impressed. With something else, but is that the, that's the only way you would no, say? Oh, I, he really is 
a very I, good th Listen, I watch all the games. I know, you know, my, my pal Dan Orlovsky you know, tweeted that you know, tell Nick to watch these, watch the games. Where and did I see that. Then, no, and, and I was busy trying to find the Justin Fields MVP footage, but I, but I, <laughs> I, I have watched the games. I really have. You're not and, a quarterback wins and, guys. And, and I just ask everyone on Sunday night on national TV to do what I said to do last week, which is when you're watching, when, drop, when Brock Purdy drops back to pass, ask, you can have three columns on your little sheet of paper. Yikes and wow. And the vast majority are going to be in that middle column where it's like that was clean pocket, Debo somehow has no one within six yards of him pitch and catch that I believe every NFL quarterback can make that throw. And then how many times does he make a throw where you're like, that is a high-level NFL throw? And how many times does he make a throw where it's like, oh, my God, Brandon Ayuk is playing defensive back? Then Nick, why didn't they just keep Trey Lance? Serious question. Why didn't they just keep Trey Lance? I don't – because it, it – Two possible reasons. One is because Shannon never wanted them. The other one is because you have to build an entire system. Of course it might no, make it sense. Doesn't. Talk, you, you're trying to win. If he wins no, with Trey Lance, nobody's no, going to say, oh, he didn't want it. No, okay. you get credit. Okay. The, the other one is that Brock Purdy might be far better than Trey Lance. But Trey Lance might not be any good, Brew. That is the, the that's what you you think Trey Lance is not I, any good. I, no, I so, think Brock Purdy's better. The, I don't know what. Well, Trey I think Lance it's is, pretty clear that he's right been now better in the, the in, the, in this same system Brock, with these same players. I think right now it's pretty clear Brock Purdy is better. But I I did something a little unfair before the show. Not really unfair, but it went about the way I thought, which was I asked you guys top of your head name your top five receivers. If if we were a Los Angeles show, and someone was like. Tell, what more does Puka Nakua have to do to prove he's better than Jamar Chase? What does he have to do? He's got more yards. He's got more catches. He's never he's every game he's played he's been productive. What more does Puka? You just holding against him his draft status? Of course, yes. We are holding against him the fact that we watch the games and no matter what the production is, we think there are a lot of people better than him. But I, I think we, but we agree. The record. Yeah, I did and name. Wiles, by the way, did, did <laughs> name like, him after your five. But in, in fairness, yeah. nobody's putting Brock Purdy in the top seven or ten quarterbacks. Uh, top ten? The, yes. Absolutely. Wiles Maybe top ten. Wiles makes it. I mean, that, if we don't. the bottom half of the top ten are not half, but the bottom few fluctuates yeah. by the, the year. The job is to win games. But he's not The job of, is to win games. Is he in the top five? Top five? See, that's what I'm saying. So, Brew, you I, and I, I are still doing just got to see it. it but I, I'm not going to take credit away from the kid. My only thing is this. Right now, I'm not ready to say he's elite and he can go anywhere and you can just put the team on his back and he'll carry you like a Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those guys. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if Mahomes saying. can do that. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Well, that's true. We have Mahomes on the Patriots. Mahomes on the Patriots, Andy Reid. So confident. <laughs> uh, Micah Parsons limited at practice yesterday. Was banged up during the Patriots game, but he still wreaked havoc. Here's the Cowboys' defensive numbers on the year. Opponents' points per game, only 10. I mean, that's ridiculous. Passer rating, lowest. Pressure percentage, the highest led by Micah. So, Nick, more likely to win the game. Cowboys' defense or the Cowboys' offense? Yeah, I mean, if the Cowboys win, it's going to be because of their defense. Yeah. The, and by the way, the in Purdy's starts, there's been he's scored 30 in every aside from the NFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. He's scored 30 in every game but two. Seattle held him in the low 20s, and the Cowboys held him in the teens. It's his lowest passer rating. It is the only game that you look at that he actually played poorly in statistically and just kind of eye test was that Cowboys game. I think the I don't think. The Cowboys are built to win a shootout against San Francisco. I don't, and I, by yeah. the way, I think in the last couple of years, the only team I've seen win a shootout or, you know, really wreck San Francisco's defense was the Chiefs. Uh, last year, the Chiefs yep. were rolling. And so I think it has to be that the Cowboys' defense wrecks the Niners' game plan. I think it has a to be. Absolutely. That. I mean, you can argue the defense already has won two of their three games. Uh, the Giants. I mean, they just now the special teams got the first sure. touchdown, but then the defense gets a big and touchdown. The yeah, and the Patriots. Well, Mac Jones won that game. <laughs> You're right. And so I agree with Nick. I mean, look, Dallas's offense in two their last two games against these Niners, they produced three touchdowns. All right, so it's going to be the defense. They have to stop that thirty points a game and bring that way down. The defense for uh, on uh, the Niners' offense. So yeah, 
the defense is going to be the I'll reason be they would if they, they do. McCaffrey. McCaffrey's doing everything. So they can stop McCaffrey. Hmm. Something. Um, okay, we're headed to the association Ooh. next. LeBron. Turns out he's playing like he's 25, <laughs> according to Darvin Hand. That's next on first. Younger than that, actually. Yeah. So, playing oh, like he's 21. Yeah, you're right. He's, he's playing like, like he's 21, 22. <laughs> Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor, your ultimate solution to better eating. Each Factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add-ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash firstthingsfirst50 and use code firstthingsfirst50 to get 50% off. That's code firstthingsfirst50 at factormeals.com slash firstthingsfirst50. To get 50% off, fuel up, eat better, and achieve greatness. Get started today. Welcome back to an excellent show. NBA champion Michael Malone mocked LeBron's retirement, chastised the media for covering the Lakers too much, and was deemed the Lakers' daddy during the parade. (laughs) The Lakers have heard the chirping, and they are on record saying they're looking forward to game one. But according to Mike Malone, it's like, what? You guys still talking about that? That's a long time <laughs> it's ago. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Listen. Oh, they're talking about us? Yeah. Yeah. I, that was, what, like four months ago? Yeah. I, no, I I can't speak for anybody in L.A. You know, I can speak for uh, 17 players on our team, 18 players now in our group. But uh, if they're still worried about us, that's on them. Uh, we have tremendous respect for that team. I have this tremendous respect for Darvin Ham as a coach and the job that he did. Um, but, yeah, I, have no, I don't listen to any of that stuff. I don't know what they're saying. And if we're on their minds, then I guess uh, that's on them. I, Drew, I know that's your guy. I know you covered him, you know, in the late Way 70s. Back. Um, and that dad, irritates his dad. Really that, if, if on the last day of junior year of high school, yeah. you pants me in the hallway and shoe polish my car, and then the first day of the next year, I'm like, I've been looking for you. And like, oh, what? been living rent-free. That was months ago. Yeah, man, but I haven't seen you since then. When last season ended, the Nuggets were taking shots at the Lakers. Now this season is starting, and the Lakers are responding. And I just, Michael Malone got, this is the same, it's a first cousin of the same reason Nick Sirianni kind of irritates me at times. Your players, Jalen Hurts is the opposite of a trash talker. Consummate pro. Nikola Jokic, I I don't think has any enemies in the NBA except for the Morris Twins. You know what I I mean? That's going on in the NBA. Let's ball. Jamal Murray's not talking trash. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The only trash talker on the team's the coach. And then for him to be like, they're talking about us? We haven't been thinking about them. Like, it's it's a a little ridiculous from your guy, Mike Malone. I got to be honest. I thought it was the perfect response. (laughs) I mean, real, and you know, I love LeBron and those guys. Darvin Ham, I've covered him for years too when he was an assistant. So I, I got nothing. Heck, Darvin, I covered as a player. I, yeah. And yeah. talked to him about the dunk contest when he got robbed. Yeah. But no, like this is, and you brought up an example of if he pants you and all. That's a little more than that's what a making is. a few comments. That's what a sweep is, well, and, the then sweep they, and then they and then you'd make. But I'm talking about the trash talk uh-huh. and all that stuff. Like this, Mike Malone is like. Oh, the who the Lakers? Oh, who they got? Who they, who's on there? They coming back with the same team? Like it? It was him saying, as you pointed out, 
We're living rent-free in their head. We're not even thinking about y'all. We got bigger fish to fry than y'all. I don't know, by the way, I don't know that they do. constantly thinking about us. We're not, like, I thought it was a perfect response. Now, your, your thing about the coaches talking trash, I, to me, it's all about success. If, it, if it's a coach, like if he ends up rubbing his own players the wrong way where sure. he loses them, no. then it's a but problem. But that's not going to no, happen. He's and, not uh, it, right, ticket. he's won, and he works hard enough where they respect him because of his work ethic, and then obviously you got the success. So I, Jeff Van Gundy, who Mike Michael was an assistant coach where he talked some trash, Big Chief Triangle and all that. So <laughs> to me, it's all about the success. Yeah. You can talk trash, you can be quiet, as long as you have success. Don't you think someone needs to talk trash? Well, yeah, because they don't have the players. No one's Kevin Porter's. Like, no one's really as colorful of a personality Porter. on that team. So, that's fair. Did you, Wild? Do you? I do think, and it seemed like you responded to it. I do think the Nuggets' biggest challenge in the West is the Lakers. Like I do think it's not like a Boston yeah, Milwaukee situation where but, it's but too you got clearly. Phoenix too, but you I got think the Clippers. La- I think yeah. they're healthy. The, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I, I I was wondering macro wise how they're going to respond to success. Because they, Michael Malone's on the record saying he wants to repeat. Yeah. But it felt like he really, they really enjoyed that underdog role. Oh, no one believes. Oh, and no one believes on in us. No, yeah. you guys won't talk about the Joker. You guys won't do this. I'm like, okay, now you're the champs. Well, that's how. The, do they are they? They kind of want to fly under the radar, or do they want to have this target on their well, back? Well, I think it's less about that and more about what Pat Riley talked about. Your buddy Bill wrote about in his great book with mm-hmm. the disease of more. Once you win, you yeah. know. And now, it, what's helpful for them is all their guys gotten paid already. Yeah. Joker's on a super max. Jamal's on a max. Michael Porter Jr.'s on a max. It's not going to be a money thing. But it is going to be a does Michael is Michael Porter Jr. okay with that type of role again? Seems you know what like I mean? It. Like that you maybe, well, but if, now then, that you have a championship, sometimes the, the, that would be the concern. The one question is that their star is not going to affect him. No, like, that he doesn't. No. You know what I mean? He, he, we don't even know if he wants to be there. Well, right. the, the like, thing he, he doesn't even care. It's like, like oh, I got this little trophy. It's too short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he for him yeah. is not going to be an issue. Yeah. Uh, Darvin Ham, optimistic. About 38-year-old LeBron, who looks like young Cleveland Cavaliers LeBron, according to the Lakers coach. Take a listen. He's an elder wise man on the court and as well as off the court. And he's very calculated in the way he chooses his, his spots uh, to do that and to show that. Now he has a ton of help. He's 100% healthy. He looks fine. He looks like him. He looks like a... Like, Third or fourth year LeBron. Can I say, bro? Come on. When was LeBron's prime? It wasn't third or fourth year. Nah, but he was was probably, honestly, though. I think fourth year he was the best player in the league, and arguably well, third year. Well, third and fourth year is the year he took third the year seven, thirty-one, and and the fourth year is when he took them to the finals right. and they got washed by the Spurs. So I obviously do not think that he is at, as athletic as third or fourth year LeBron, and the defender is third or fourth year LeBron. And Brew is going to hate this, but I am just going to just show it, and people can see see what they like. Third and fourth year LeBron. Versus the last two years, LeBron. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're the same picture. And the game has changed. I mean, again, LeBron's been in the league so long, it has changed dramatically during the his breadth career, of right. his career. But what I do believe truly, Brew, is there are only two guys in the league right now that when LeBron's healthy are hands down better than him. Jokic and Giannis. Hmm. The health concern that he has is greater for Durant. I think Steph last year was better in the regular season. LeBron sure as hell was better in that playoff series. And I don't know the can we say Luca's better I than think him yet? Luca, you probably the, could put in. The, I know Wilds is you know Luca. I love, but that it, it, is Tatum definitively better than him? I don't know. SGA's not. How about the MVP? The, Joel Embiid, yeah, I mean, Joel Embiid I'd rather have over the course of the regular season. I'd rather have year 20 LeBron in the postseason. Here, so my point is this. He's just breaking our brains on what you can be at every stage. And so do I think he is year three for LeBron? No, but I do think that, like, 
he's on the downslope of his prime, which is, or not of his prime, but on the downslope of his career, which is going to kind of marry up to when he was on the upslope. You know what I mean? If it well, looks like a curve, yeah. like yeah, I've always said, and I don't know if third, third, fourth year LeBron did carry a team as we said to the finals. Like, I don't think LeBron. I've said this for the past few years. While his numbers are the same as they were earlier his in his career, yeah, he doesn't have the same impact. He can't carry a just bunch of guys to the finals no. anymore or to the, to the conference finals. He needs more help. His first, second, maybe probably third year, he couldn't do it either. And so would you say he's that level of player? Yeah. I mean, I, look, I don't know. We got to see what, what's the drop-off going to be. I imagine there's going to be some drop-off. I think statistically – he should come down in scoring because they have more help. AD should be, obviously, he's been there. Rui should score. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves. Like, there'll be a better team, I think, if LeBron averages 24, 25. And Reeves' numbers go up to 18 if he can do it, you know. And 18 a game is, is not easy in the NBA. If he can do that, and maybe if AD's at 25 or their leading score, like, the more balance, that would allow LeBron to relax more and yep. be more ready for the playoffs. And I think that would just – they'd be a better team if more people are involved. All right, elephant in the room, just availability. Here's how many games LeBron has played and missed. And this yep. speaks to what you were saying, Brew, the bottom line. Lakers were 33-47 and 47 in games he missed overall. Maybe they win some of these games. So just – and it's not the most fun conversation no, but in the world, but, like, how much do you think he's going to actually play? Well, that's play? the question, because we are so far past the Rubicon as far as what we have any parameters to know what to expect. Michael Jordan's last excellent year, last year he made the playoffs, was year 13. He was 34 years old. His last year with the Bulls. Kobe, his last excellent year, was year 17. He was 34 years old. Duncan was year 16, he's 36. The two best old guys we've ever seen, Kareem and Carl Malone. Kareem's last excellent year was year 17, he was 38. Carl also, year 17, 38. This is year 21, and he's 30, he turns 39 in December. So I don't, I, yes, the, the concern is, of course, the injury. But when he was healthy last year, particularly pre-foot injury, pre-foot injury, he had averaged 35 a game for a month. And so, I, I mean, I think he's going to be, when available, Brew, one of the five best players in the league. Sitting there for Brew. I, it's sitting there on a tee. What is? Let's see if he takes it. Go what? On. How many games did 40-year-old Michael Jordan play? Do we know? 82. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah I, I, you I know, know what? That. I bet LeBron I mean, could have played game? every game if he took three years off. <laughs> right? Like, Jordan took three well, years there, off. There are two he... sides to that. I mean, you mentioned when you bring up Duncan and Malone, they play more, they play college ball. Duncan played four years of college yes. ball. Malone might have played four, three or four. So that's different, too. Sure. That's why the ages are the same. But look, I don't want to take anything away from LeBron. He's incredible at this stage of his career. Oh, my gosh. You don't think you play 82 like Michael Jordan? He will. They don't do that anymore. None of them do that. If, he, oh. if, if, if his goal was to average 20 on 42% from the floor and miss the playoffs and be under that 500, was a big year, though. I bet he could play. Old, he was balling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't have Anthony Davis with him either. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. One Kansas right. City heading to Minnesota. Patrick uh -oh. Mahomes off to an un start. We've been saying that, and he agrees. Take a listen. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I just haven't played very, very good to start the season. So I think if I start playing better, everybody will start playing better. I've had spots like this throughout my career where I've haven't had the best few weeks in the in a row, and so I have to make sure that I just can go back to the fundamentals um, and try to be better for the team, and then rely on other guys to make plays. And I think that's somewhere where I can I can be better is just getting the ball out of my hand and letting these other guys make plays, kind of like what I did at the end of the game a little bit more. Okay, um, here's the start of his. Normal starts. Does that make sense? Not yeah. Really wild. But he usually crushes, and right now he's off to a slow start. So, Nick, is he the reason the offense isn't cooking full speed, Kansas yes. City like? Obviously. He's the reason? Yes, and he gets it. Guys, <clears throat> the, the whole concept of the Chiefs, the way they have built this team post Tyreek Hill, is we can have lesser all over the field because we have a superhero at quarterback. Mm -hmm. And so if the superhero at quarterback just plays, the Chiefs cannot survive with the eighth best quarterback in football or the sixth best quarterback in football. With how the defense is playing, with how Pacheco's playing, I think they could survive with the fourth best quarterback in football. But the idea is we have the best quarterback ever. Everyone's freaking out about the wide receivers. They will look better because Patrick will play better. Mm -hmm. Now, to credit Brew to the, to the uh, front office, they have built an awesome defense, and Pacheco is a great seventh-round pick. I don't dislike all seventh-round pick guys. Isaiah Pacheco is a hell of a player. And so they can sustain when Patrick is in a bit of a slump. And by the way, I don't – I, I, the slump might be overstating a bit. I thought he played awesome in two of the four games. I thought he was awesome against Detroit. I know His the numbers say he wasn't. Yeah, the the, the Detroit game, the pick six is the perfect pass. The drops were awful. And obviously he was awesome against Chicago. But we can throw that out if we want. But Jacksonville was mediocre. And against the Jets, he was bad. But so, I, yes, it's why I'm not freaking out about the wide receivers. For He's not having a typical Patrick Mahomes year, but no, he is not the reason. I, I don't even want to say struggling. They're three and one. But offensively, they're struggling. Take yeah. out the Chicago game, they're averaging 20 points a game. Yeah. But it is not Patrick Mahomes, and credit to him for being a great leader because mm -hmm. I think the honest answer would be get me some receivers. Everyone needs receivers. They're taking him for granted. Uh, they're taking him for granted. You know why he's running more this year? Because he's running like six times a game. He's never run more than four before in his career. Because brothers ain't open. All right? That's why he has to run more. And he, they don't have a receiver in the top 50. Wide receivers. Yeah. Outside of Kelsey. In the top 50, Greg, mm -hmm. in terms of yards per game. And you got Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. They don't have a receiver in the top 70 oh. in terms of receptions, total receptions, and you've got Patrick Mahomes at receiver. They, look, DeAndre Hopkins wanted to go there. I'm not even going to mention OBJ because obviously he's hurt. But DeAndre Hopkins, they should have gone to get him. I think they – look, give these young boys another week or two. If they don't improve – Go trade for a receiver. You don't wait. You got the best quarterback ever. You don't waste years with him. And I think they're wasting years. Get, get a receiver. At least Juju was a legit number two receiver. They don't even have that. Yeah, so for me, no, it's not. He's not the reason. However, I agree with everything you said, Nick. In order for this team to be who they they claim they are and who they have been in the years past, it's always been because – He's going to make everything right. Patrick Mahomes being that he. Offensive line struggle with protection. Don't worry about it. Patrick Mahomes extends play. He get outside the pocket. Yep. He's going to find somebody. He's going to beat you with his legs. Like receivers can't get open. Don't worry about it. I know one guy that's going to get open, and I'm going to be accurate with getting him the ball, and that's Travis Kelsey. So for me, are you concerned how they look? I'm not really concerned how they look. What I am concerned about is they've always, he's always been able to identify that next individual. And I'm not seeing that after four weeks. I'm not seeing one of those guys. I, I, I can't Thank say that. Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is, I think, who he may be. be the guy. Is and he averaging and I don't, six the, yards a catch? Well, 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 the, six yards a catch, maybe. I, that would low. surprise me. Um, I, I think some of those overall numbers that you're talking about is because they are, they are dressing seven receivers each game. Because they're looking for something. Because they're looking for something. Yes. And it's why I don't want them to sign a veteran. Is I, there is, when you have, this is what some of these other teams don't seem to not understand, but will in the coming days. When you see those salary cap, like next year, who's over the cap the most? It's like, oh, the Bills, the Chargers, all these teams that are, that 
aren't recognizing the mm -hmm. reality of having paid the quarterback. Once you have paid the quarterback, you must get production from guys on rookie contracts. Yep. And the, stymieing Mandatory. their growth by bringing in a one-year rental, to me, is a mistake. It's why I last year didn't want, I didn't want to be in the Dalvin Cook business. I don't want to be in the trade for the, the, the wide receiver Band-Aid business. Let these guys develop. Because you're going to have to lean on them for the dynasty. But what if they don't? But you can I, afford to I, do it right now because he, Patrick Mahomes, I, is the best in the business. This is the only time you can afford to do it. 20 points a game, not going to get it done. 13 different receivers already. But, but it's, also, it's, it's only 20 points a game because you took out one of the four games. I mean, that's not really that's fair. Well, they didn't have a defensive coordinator. Okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly. That's and it also would be Josh 23 Allen, 22 a game if he doesn't Next. slide at the one. And, like, we're, that's we're kind of being a little. Get him a receiver. Coming up next, oh, it's the most motivational segment in all of sports. Yep. It's the Bud List. We got a preview of it, and it looks excellent. Extra motivational. Uh, Jacksonville playing their second consecutive game in oh, what, foggy old London town. Yeah. Is that fair? Oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't yeah. even they, seem fair. Oh, you know what? If I'm the Bills, I'm salty. Exactly right. Yeah. You right. that they yeah. got to stay there? Yeah, yeah I it's mean. A huge edge. Well, maybe. Yeah. After dispatching of the Falcons, they host Josh Allen and the Bills. Allen, yeah. of course, has been on fire. And, and much to uh, Nick's dismay, we're tossing out the Jets game. Yeah, we just horrible. do these things. <laughs> we, uh, we throw out. It's so crazy. Hey, let's just throw out the oh, best God, Mahomes God. game. And then also, to be fair, throw out the worst Josh <laughs> Allen game. Hey, that's a bastion of consistency on this joke of a what, program. What are the chances the Prince outplays Josh Allen? Very high. Who's on fire. Very high. And it's not just because we all know Josh is a roller coaster. And if we can show you what do we all love about our roller coasters after its highest peak is its biggest fall. And Josh just had literally the highest peak of his career. <laughs> he can't be. Because he played awesome. Exactly. Using that I mean, well, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, it's just a 20-game sample. I think he's in a so one before, yeah. So here's the, here's the thing, though. It's not just about that. Odd things been going on this NFL season. And I'm not going to call it the sports guys. I'm not going to do that. Okay. But the hot team immediately gets their comeuppance. The biggest story of week one, the Lions have arrived. Sure. Went to Kansas City and won Dan Campbell. And then in week two, they're at home against the lowly pumpkin Seahawks, and they lose. The big story after two weeks, take a bow, Mike McCarthy. Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl bound. Mm -hmm. And they're playing the lowly Arizona Cardinals. They get their teeth kicked in. The biggest story after week three. Sure. Do the Miami Dolphins have the best offense in NFL history? <laughs> and Buffalo, they host, or Buffalo hosts them, Jeez. and they lose by four scores. And the biggest story after four weeks is, <laughs> once Purdy. again, back-to-back -back September champs. No, it's not Purdy. It is the Bills. It is Josh Allen, and it is the Bills. And by the way, the Niners might be getting their comeuppance as well this week. Might be a little twofer. But for all those reasons... And Brew is correct. It is a massive edge that the Jags have been in. Now, listen, it would be unfair. Do you agree to make them take two trips to London? If you're going to make a team yeah. play two games in London, you got to let them stay. You can't be like, I do one in September and one they in November. Play two games. Well, I agree, London. but the they NFL wants teams. the NFL wants that, and the Jags are fine with it. But I think the fact that they're already over there, they're used to playing over there, and the Bills are coming off this super high high, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. People are going to be waking up. It was a snoozy. Oh, forgot the game's on. You're going to look up. 24 to 10 Jacksonville? Oh, wow. The Prince's hair flowing in the London breeze? It's going to be great. I, I agree with a lot of what Nick Thank said. Oh, San Francisco is the hottest story, but that didn't fit the narrative exactly. Unless what, they what, lose Who's the MVP down. favorite all of a sudden right now? Well, all of a sudden, I mean, it's been it's been a little while. Like, yeah. Mahomes hadn't had his typical yeah, start. Josh so Allen. Josh Allen. Been, yeah. But, I, look, it, it's very possible. Uh, because, as you said, Josh is up and down. And, to be honest, your boy, the Prince, is due. Yeah. Is due. Yeah. Hadn't thrown for Slow 300 start. yards this year. Yeah. Hadn't thrown for more than one touchdown since week one. And he's got, what, two interceptions since week one? Like, he's due, man. Dude is not playing well. Right. We, we jumped on Mahomes. Jump on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. All right? We might not see the wig. The Bugle boys have been – we've cut that yeah, off, right? They, they, we're done with them. Book like, them for Monday. He's due. <laughs> Book them Monday. Oh, no. Book them Book for the Monday. Book the Bugle Boys. Book the Bugle Boys. For the being Jags three and two. This game. No, well, hold on. 
let, let me say this real quick. Everybody, you say for being three and two. Right now, people are talking about the Buffalo Bills as maybe the team to beat in the AFC. They have the MVP favorite, and the Jags are struggling. If the Jags win Sunday, the Jags are ahead of them in the AFC. Both three and two with them having that day. That's how quickly that things said. can flip. Book Look, the Royal Trumpeters. Stop it. No stop chance what? he outplays. No, it's not. And it has really? absolutely nothing to do with Josh Allen. What? It has everything to do with this Buffalo defense. There you go. Like, are you kidding me? Right? Have we not been watching this Buffalo defense? I know the, the offense is averaging 41 points over the last three games, which is fantastic. Josh Allen has been playing lights out. We know this. And he's going to continue to do that. I do believe so. But this Jags team has been struggling. And we thought Calvin Ridley was going to be this. I did. I'm not going to say we. Yeah, I thought well, I Calvin Ridley like was going to be a difference maker. And they can't even get him the ball. But when you look at what this Buffalo defense do they get after the quarterback they mm-hmm. sack the quarterback and then you add the von miller he's showing up like we don't know if he's playing. i don't know if he's he playing. may he's he going. may suit up and if he doesn't it don't it won't matter because this team they get four sacks a game trevor lawrence holds on to the ball right now i don't like what i'm seeing out of trevor mm. lawrence this season i love what i'm seeing with the buffalo bills they obviously can score points their defense doesn't give up a lot of points i think we're overlooking the fact that this defense is legit okay, but the defense is legit but unfortunately they did just lose trey white mm-hmm. and now he's being gonna have to be replaced by the former first round pick elam who was a healthy scratch the the week Trey White got hurt. So there's some vulnerability there. I also think we we all have learned and we all agree that in the NFL, if you are playing, they've scored 37-37-48 has Buffalo. There is a reason that is only team scoring 37-plus in three straight weeks has only happened once in each of the last four seasons. And I don't know if it's happened at all where it's four straight. You normally... Don't stay red hot in perpetuity. You ha- do have a bit of a hiccup spot. And in London, 9.30 a.m. Eastern kickoff against a team that has been there and, while I agree with you, mm-hmm. has not been overwhelming or up to my expectations this year, is coming off their most complete performance. I know most people watched it you know, on Nickelodeon or whatever with the Toy Story thing, but it was pretty impressive no matter which channel you watched on. I... I think it's a good spot for Jacksonville. I think we're going to be seeing the Royal Trumpeteers. If we book them, they're coming out regardless. He said he's booking them. So they're coming no, out. No, don't book okay. them. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't book them. them. We're booking them. Don't book them. Yeah, we can't Bring do them must out. win Wednesday. And we got... <laughs> must win Wednesday. Now. Yeah, I wanted it on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Thursday at 4 o'clock, which means it's time for the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's the Bud List. And before we get to it, it's also a time where we read some viewer mail. For the year 2023, we get just large satchels. It's like Santa's sleigh filled with letters. And I chose one today. <laughs> Santa brings the letters with him? He does. In his sleigh? Because he wants to be like, oh, a teddy bear. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> you get sent, give somebody a PS5. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. They Sorry. wanted a Should candy cane. <laughs> they end up being disappointed. Dear Wilds. Patriots got smacked by the Cowboys, and you thought we forgot. We didn't. Sincerely, Don. Wow, short and to the point, Don. (laughs) I did mention something about wearing a bolo tie and a hat. Uh, So we just kind (laughs) of... What's fair is fair. It is not fair. What's fair is fair. That is not fair. I said I would dress up... And Why do you have my body I on your good. face oh, and good. your body on my face? I feel like I have a... Yeah, come on. What the? Okay. Wild, wild. Wild. Y'all, no, y'all seen a brother with a t-shirt on here. You know that ain't nothing like me. When? When have, when have they seen that? Oh, you, you know I do some push-ups, Wild. <laughs> At number three, let's get this party started. We've had the battle for Bruce Hart. No. I call this one the battle of the bottom. <laughs> Who's been the worst coach in NFL history? <laughs> That's a little much. I get that. Sean <laughs> Payton's been a great coach. We know that. But how about this? This is fair. Who's been the worst coach of these Denver Broncos in the last two years? That is how about fair. That? That's fair. All right. We Sean Payton came out talking all that smack. Oh, it was the worst coaching job we've ever seen last year. Well, look. Nat Hackett didn't start one in three. Nat Hackett didn't give up 70. I mean, 70, that's even hard to say. So, look, most people's hearts 
are with Nat Hackett, right? I mean, because they feel like Sean broke the code. All right, Nat's just an offensive coordinator. So he doesn't have nearly as much at stake as Sean Payton. He is going back to Denver. He might hear the boo birds, but the most of the pressure is on Sean Payton because he said he was going to lead this team to the playoffs. He'd be shocked. He'd be disappointed. He'd be upset if they don't do it. And if you can't even beat Zach Wilson on your own home turf, man, oh, man, that is a problem. Now, Sean Payton, I'm going to keep it real. I I believe in you, but you know who I believe most in of these two teams, these two guys and teams? Russell Wilson. Let's ride, baby. All right, at number two, Joe Burrow. Joe, you know I'm old school just like you. You know I'm from Ohio just like you. We got a lot of connections, actually. You were born in Iowa. I lived in Iowa for a spell. I don't know. You you went to LSU. I was born in Louisiana. So we're like this, man. And I get, I like you, you old school, you tough, Midwest toughness. All right? So when all these people are saying, oh, Joe, don't play. Oh, Joe, the calf. And you say, just give me the darn ball. I am with you. When you say, y'all soft. Let me play. I am with you. All right? But But. you aren't playing well. (laughs) You aren't even playing solid. You aren't even playing decent, Joe. And I get it. We're not blaming you. It's the injury. All right? So this is your week. This is your week. If you can't go out and play well and lead your team to victory over the Arizona Cardinals, we probably should just sit you down. What? All right? Get healthy. Yeah, I know you look because you'll be one. What would they be? One and four? Yeah. You're you're one and three. You're trying to salvage the season. You're trying to help your team get to the playoffs, which again I like. But if you lose <laughs> to Arizona, the season might be done. So get healthy. And Zach Taylor, despite his answer the other day, he might just be like, you know what? Let's just sit Joe okay. down. So huh. I, I think he got to get that it was done. A roller and he, Joe, I do believe in you. I, I believe yeah. you're going to go out there and get it done. So you'll be keep playing like tough folks like us from Ohio. <laughs> All right, at number one, Dak Prescott. Dak, you spend a lot of time on this list. A lot of time. But that's what happens when you are the quarterback of an S-Bob team. Even if you haven't been to the Super Bowl in 28 years, you still are the quarterback of the Dallas freaking Cowboys. So pressure, duress. That's what comes with it, and none bigger than this week. I know it's just a regular season game, but everybody wants to see what can Dak do against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the last two games haven't gone well. Three interceptions in those games. I think just two touchdown passes from you. Look, Dak, no one doubts that you're a very good quarterback. No one doubts that the Cowboys can win games with you. What people are questioning is can you beat the really good teams, the other great teams in the league? Can you lead this Cowboys team to a Super Bowl? And if you lose this weekend, especially if you play poorly, those doubts will be sky high. So, Dak, I do believe in you, just not as much as I believe in Brock Purdy. Wow. Fantastic. I'm just going to jump right in and add this guy down in the bayou. Derek Carr. Oh, wow. There is a car collision up ahead. And Derek Carr, look, I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure if I even believe that you're the right guy that needs to be driving this vehicle. Look, you got down to New Orleans and everybody was excited, including everybody in that locker room. You are the missing piece. And you got out and started the season, and you scored a measly 16 points. But you threw for 300 yards, and so everybody kind of overlooked it. But this team has been sputtering offensively, only averaging 15 and a half points. You're at the helm. Are you the problem? Are you the solution? We're still trying to figure it out. Now you have to go to Gillette with the Bill Belichick team that just got embarrassed. 38 to 3. Okay. And you have to go up there and play against the defense and shine because you're 2 and 2. The last two weeks, I get it. You got an AC joint. I'm not giving any more excuses. I gave too many to Joe Burrow, so I don't have any more to give out. So you don't get a pass. Look, down in the NFC South, 
We thought you guys were the team. Mm -hmm. We thought you were the answer. And Baker Mayfield is down there with the Bucks saying, this is my division. Until you get to what everybody believes down there, and maybe you can convince me this week that you are the guy, I need you to be under duress, feeling all this pressure and playing with pride this weekend. Get it done. Your defense needs you. Michael Michael Thomas wants to show up. Yeah. Chris Olave really? wants to show up. Really? You got all these weapons, Calvin, Alvin Kamara. Be the reason why you guys are Super Bowl contenders, not going to miss out on the play. You know what? You're right on the money. Because you, you, look, he was Derek Carr was one of my dark horse MVP candidates. That's, a curse. That's number one. No, yeah. he, usually I'm right on the money really? with that. I mean, Jameis a couple Jameis years ago was playing out. great. Yeah. I am. I mean, this is the first one that's gone a little really? bit awry. Yeah. Okay. So there, and Jameis is there. I mean, yeah. if he doesn't get it done, battle of the then they might have piece. to start throwing they, Jameis in there. Yeah, he's got to win because um, the defense is legit. All right. I hate to do this. This was redacted. Um, I know he exactly. was, but it comes I can't from wait a place. To see this it, you know what? This initially came from a place of love, and now it comes from a place of circumspection. I'm adding Kevin Wilds. Oh, here we oh. go. Why? Because oh. they had a bad meeting? I yelled at you? Well, no. That, so, listen, Kevin Wilds, Brew and I want you to succeed. And we have, you know, tried to give you multiple opportunities. We said, hey, you made, for the second straight year, the worst Super Bowl pick of anyone well, in the national media. Uh, Super Bowl we will allow Vikings. you to get off that. And you said, okay, I'm actually doubling down on the Vikings. You have tied yourself to one of the worst quarterbacks in football. We held a literal intervention, and then you just grabbed the bottle and guzzled more. You And now you seem to be, yes, lashing out at inopportune times like the morning meeting. But that is not what has made me wild made himself martyr. Fine, take it out of the show. But that's not the problem. As always... Post-Wednesday shows, the committee gets together via Zoom to review the tape, like any good committee would, of the tiers. Make sure I represented the committee well. And during that film session, a committee member noticed something that, Brew, I think you're going to find quite concerning. We all know Wilds is a national treasure. And I saw some of these comments on the Uh YouTube tape, and we can show you. In the first one, I was like, this is wonderful, from Brian Hill, Big Dog. Shows nothing about Wilds' intro. Set the tone. It's like, you know what I like about that comment? It came from a real person. Well, but then the rest of these YouTube comments, it's just less about what they say and more about their <laughs> handles. Yep. Couple words, bunch of numbers, Wilds opening, laughing emoji. Next one, please. Uh, once again, one name and a bunch of numbers. Yep. Uh, you know what? Just put them all on the screen. They're going to have something in common, a name and a bunch of numbers, Uh-oh. and then another name and a bunch of numbers. Uh-oh. And so I wonder, Wilds, if in your quest to become inter- inter- uh, Instagram famous, yeah. And while you're deep in the YouTube comments, are you posting these about yourself? For the record, I have never shied away from this. <laughs> I have several accounts that I post. Oh, my God. I've never shied away from it. I am up there writing compliments about myself every day, and it's difficult. I write them about you guys, too. You act like it's a selfish endeavor. You don't love the man in the mirror. Who's going to love him? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, all right. Quickly. I'm going to put Mac Jones oh, on the butt list. Wow. And everybody's having a blast trying to identify what's wrong with the Patriots. You know what they say in real estate? You guys dabble in any real estate? Location, location, location. Ooh. So when a house isn't selling, you're not like, well, I don't know. What about the crown moldings? What about <laughs> what about the handle on the bathtub? Like, no, it's the location. It's next to a nuclear waste plant, and there's a three-headed cat running around. That's the issue. The issue for you, Mac Jones, is interceptions. That's it. It's interceptions. When you play the Saints, don't throw it to the Saints. Throw it to the Patriots. Here's a list of uh, touchdowns that you're responsible for. Gosh darn it, half of them are Patriots. Half of them are guys on the other team, Cowboys and Eagles. You don't throw an interception, you're 11 and 5. You do throw an interception, you're 6 and 13. That's it. We know Judon's not there. We know Christian Gonzalez is not there. We know we don't have Tyreek Hill on the team. We know all that. It's just the interceptions. And I know Van Der Esch was a turnover, but we get it. It's a fumble. Throw the ball to Patriots. It's not hard, Greg. I know it's not your fault, but... If it were that only that simple... It is. 
It's like if you said to Greg Ostertag, just stop Shaq from dunking. Greg Oster. That's it. It's that easy. <laughs> just stop Shaq from dunking. It's much easier to, to not throw to the wrong team than stop Shaq. It? His propensity to throw the ball to the other team is Shaq level. (laughs) It's just, we'll see. I mean, that's what it's looking like. You're going to hear about that on the comments. Trust me. I'm going to be on there. Heavy. Heavy. Just because I heard what? Stop this. This is unbelievable. Exactly. They actually got you looking better up there. (laughs) Hot seat time in New England. One in three Patriots are home underdogs against the Saints who literally can't score points. So figure that one out. Here's Tom Curran. They are so Mm. far from a well-coached team that's disciplined and situationally smart. I contend that they were the worst coached team in football last year. Like who lasts longer, Bill or Mac? Mm. Where do they both go at the same time? I mean, that's, that's kind of the conversation. Okay. You think he's officially on the hot seat? Wow. Well, I think, listen, I think there's 0% chance he gets fired during the year. No. I think there is a very real chance this is his last year as the head coach of the Patriots. And I want to give credit. Uh, Steven Ruiz does great work for the ringer. Uh, He does quarterback rankings. There's a lot of good stuff. But he, I think it was today on a podcast at some point this week, used this analogy about the Patriots. And I thought it was very fitting. And I thought you'd like it because you're a big chess player. He said, it's like trying to play a game of chess, but all your pieces are pawns. Yes. And every team you're up against, they're like, this piece can do this. This piece can do this. Mm. I and you just have a bunch of pawns. And it's like, I'm going, I guess I have a chance, yeah. but everything's <clears throat> going to have to be done perfectly. You're going to have to shoot yourself in the foot Absolutely. a few times. And, and that's the situation they find themselves in. The reason I think Belichick deserves to be on the hot seat in a way Mike Tomlin does not is because Belichick is the one that got rid of all the bishops and knights for more pawns. Be- Belichick is the one picking the players, and they have, a, they have a talent problem. And so I don't think he's a, a bad game day coach. I think he's actually an excellent game day coach. But they don't have enough talent. And, so, and I think Kraft has given him the responsibility to do everything, and everyone we've talked to, Wilds, that knows him, that's asked, like, okay, what if Kraft was like, hey, you can still be the coach, but someone else has to come in with control, has said Belichick would never agree yeah, to that. Starter. That, that. That would never happen. Look, unless for the past 20 years, virtually everybody in that building has hated Bill Belichick, including Robert Kraft. And I know there's been tension and guys didn't get along, but I mean, like, Everybody's like, man, this dude is a jerk, but he wins. Unless it's that bad, you cannot fire Bill Belichick. I'm sorry. It's not that bad. You cannot fire Bill Belichick. The San San Antonio Spurs just had how many horrible seasons? Four straight, I think. They didn't even think about firing Greg Popovich because of what he has done. Now, if Robert Kraft sells the team, which he won't, but I'm saying, like like Jerry Jones fired Tom Landry, who didn't do as much as Belichick, a new owner could come in and fire Belichick. Well, you cannot fire – I'm sorry. You, you can't. Would Belichick fire Belichick? Well, that does – I get what you're saying, but no, it do, you cannot – this dude got, has but, what he did for your franchise. But he did it to Brady, who did it to the, for the well, franchise. They, they, Brady left because, as a free agent. Yep. All right, yeah. so I'm just I get I know Belichick play, did all this stuff, but you cannot fire a guy that's won more Super Bowls than any other franchise. Mm. Can I ask you a question, Greg? Because you can look at it or as many yeah. in internally, right? Like it seems like the rebuild is going wrong. There's a talent deficit. We the coaches there's been a coaching exodus and it hasn't been replenished. We look at it externally. Like if the Dolphins like somehow let go of Mike McDaniel. I would be happy as a Patriots fan because I think Mike McDaniel is excellent. I think Sean McDermott's excellent. If he wanted to, you know, start a bakery in France and he left, I'd be like, oh, good. Do you think other teams, let's say in the AFC East or in the, you know, NFL at large, would be happy or excited if the Patriots let go of Bill Belichick? Of course. What? The they'd entire, be happy. Yeah, they would the be happy. NFL, because that's the only thing that gives them a chance. Okay. Bill Belichick. Thank you. Like well, that—that that is the truth. With. I don't think you don't. You don't I agree believe with that. That's a reason just, to keep I, by the way, I, and, and I, I agree with—I agree with what you're saying about if they want to sit down, you—you you can't be the GM. Yeah. But well, and, and I just to be clear, I'm not saying I would fire him. 
I'm saying I think Robert Kraft keeps sending signals. Yes. He expects to win a playoff game. He expects to be in the playoffs. Yeah. It, and it, neither is going to happen. Like, as, a, as, a, as a Patriots fan, it feels like, I know they made the postseason in 21, but it feels like since Brady has departed, they have not even entered into the postseason. No. Mm. It feels like oh, that. They, they, yeah. they did. They yeah. did in yeah, 2021. Got it was like This is how it happens, happened. guys. What? When you have a great run, typically it's followed by a, a nice little stretch of mediocrity or worse. It is. Right, but bro, the Boston Celtics argument, a- I agree with that, but wouldn't the argument on the pro firearm side be, okay, if this is how it happens, he's the uh, oldest human being coaching in the NFL, or second oldest? Second oldest. But the, the, sorry, that we're – by the time we're going to be good again, he's going to be done anyway. Might as well turn the page. What I am, what I thought you were going with Wilds is this: if he got, if if they let him go or mutual parting voice, I think there are fifteen teams, six, eighteen teams what? that would fire their coach to hire him. So, I do think. So then, that, why why in the world should the Patriots fire? What, be, because, because they don't want him being the GM, like an Andy Reid thing. The, yeah, it, it, yes. Doug Peterson a, in the Super Bowl. Sirianni's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and but again, they didn't do. I mean, they didn't. They, of course, know, nobody's still, had this. What, can I ask you as a Patriot fan? Mm-hmm. What for you? Because you are you are Mister Nice on television sure. in real life, guys. I don't know if you've heard of this meeting. <laughs> he's a tough sob, but on television, he's a great guy. Um, what for you is the minimum? Is the threshold? Because you're a wins losses guy. Yeah. That if they if their record is X or worse, you're going to be like, okay, probably got to go. I mean, Vegas has us at six and a half wins. Yeah, I know. That's embarrassing that. to be at. But that I've been telling. I you want that. to be over five hundred. Okay, oh, God, well that's well, well, that's, that's, that's I mean, that's, I mean, that's being, yeah, you are being unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> over five. Yeah, over five hundred. I mean, they were going into the year. Maybe you could say that last year they were eight and nine. And so, so I if that's unrealistic, we got to move on. Yes, there you go. So if how long does this rebuild? And 10, you're moving on. You can't, here's the problem. It's a little bit like that Kevin Garnett thing. You don't get to rebuild a rebuild. <laughs> we had a rebuild. I'm like, all right, you know what? First rebuild didn't work. Let's do a rebuild again. You tore down the house. You built a new house. Like, let's tear it down again. <laughs> like that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, give me another shot at it. The Garnett thing was better. Garnett's thing looked really good. Don't get infinite wickets. Uh, Are the Bears trying to win? Yeah, they are. Are we sure? (laughs) Upset alert. There's Broussard and me holding a football. And, of course, Nick's picks, which is doing well, I think, right? Uh, That's okay. They're below five. Bears at Commanders. The Bears have lost, I believe, 14 games in a row. Meanwhile, Sam Howell. Moral victory should have gone for two. You would have beaten the undefeated Eagles. Nick, what do you see happening tonight? And fun fact, last 380 days, the only team the Bears have beaten is the anybody, anybody, New England Patriots. Uh, wow. So Justin the, great that game. The, the Commanders wow. are going to win, and, after the, and that should make Bears fans happy. And after the Commanders win, the Chicago Bears, Ryan Poles, should call up the Atlanta Falcons and be like, hey, quietly, you want to give us a third-round pick for Justin Fields? You just want to do it? Because we're going to try to draft Caleb Williams, and you guys have Desmond Ritter as your quarterback. And we don't want his guaranteed money there, and we want to give him a chance. He's a good kid. I like that. But he's got to lose. We, they need to lose, and they need they, – listen, they could have their pick, the Panthers pick. You guys know my feeling with them. If I'm a Bears fan, last week was, like, awesome. It's like, oh, Fields looked good, so maybe he'll have some value, and we lost. Like, that's what they should be rooting for the rest of the way is, like, 38-35 losses. Um, and so, yeah, that's I, I think they're going to lose, and I think they should be happy about it. I don't hate that idea. Uh, they're going to lose. I mean, Washington's a decent team. That was your team, right? Yes. Yeah. Or did you, you abandon them no, for the No, night. he doesn't abandon. Okay. Yeah. You got to make it the playoffs? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I like them. I think they win. Yeah. Um, Justin, you could keep playing Justin and keep losing too. I know, but I want to. I also want to see Justin have a chance. And yeah, Justin like indoors with Bijan and Drake and Pitts. They don't do well. Roll the ball with Kyle Pitts. Yeah. That might help.